Good evening and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah. I'm the Ministry Assistant at Heritage. And tonight we will continue where we left off last week in Romans chapter 5. As always, if you would like to join in on our conversation or if you have questions or would like prayer, we have call screeners standing by and they can be reached at 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, can we start out this evening with a trivia question and a giveaway for our listeners? Absolutely, as long as it's not too trivial that I wouldn't know. I have to know the answer. No, I'm just kidding. You knew. We asked you ahead of time. You knew the answer, Pastor. All right, so... We are really blessed tonight, Micah, to have with us one of our good friends for many years who's been a part of our institute in the past, who's been on the Heritage of Faith Conversations program, Brother Dow Buford is with us. So, Brother Dow, we want to welcome you tonight. Thank you, Pastor, and good evening. I want to bring you greetings from Mount Sinai United Christian Church on Staten Island, where Pastor Victor Allen Brown is the pastor. Yeah, well, thank you, brother. And I know that you have provided the trivia question for us tonight, and you've also written a book, a great book called I Got It All in My Little Shopping Mall. It's really a testimonial, a story of your life, as well as some of your poetry. I know that you've done. So So if you want to share that trivia question, and whoever can find the answer to that question, we'll send a free book, your free book to them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely free. No postage, no no handling. (laughs) Absolutely free. We'll send it to you if you get the trivia question that Dow's going to ask. Okay. I'm going to say just a little bit about the book. Yeah. The uh, the book is, uh, it's really like two books in one. You have a story about a young black man that only thing he wanted to do was make an honest living and support his family by selling legal merchandise on the ferry, but the city of New York wanted to have no part of it. And this young man fought City Hall and fought City Hall. So that full story is there. And then you have the poetry that is truly uh, a great poetry that gives insight on a lot of different issues. So you have two books in one. And the trivia question is, if you want to win this book, the trivia question is, in Judges 16.21, the Philistines put out Samson's eyes. Who is the only other person in the Bible to have his eyes put out? Both of his eyes. Both of his eyes. Put out. Who's the only other person, other than Samson, to have both his eyes put out? That's the question tonight. Call us right now at 929-333-3739. If you know the answer to that question, who in the Bible had his eyes put out? Not Samson. There was another one. Call us, 929-333-3739. And, Dow, your book, how can people get your book? You have a website for it. Yes, they can go to book, B-O-O-K, book, uh, D-K-B, the letter D-K-B.com, book, D-K-B.com. Okay, and we would love to for our listeners to have that book. And, Dow, you talked about a young man who took on City Hall to be able to sell 
legal merchandise that young man was you. Yes, sir. And I know you're still out there selling things, and, and how's, how's God working in your business? Well, God has just been awesome. I mean, and he, he, he opens up opportunities where I can witness to people about Jesus Christ. Over my years of selling merchandise, I've had uh, interactions with people from all different kinds of faiths and religions, and I've, I've always told them about Jesus. Amen. You know? Praise yeah. the Lord. And, and you know what? I love being on the radio these years, meeting people and making friends, and you are a true friend through the radio. So, so praise the Lord. Thank you for being here. Now, we also have with us tonight, Micah, another brother, an mm-hmm. exciting young man. Yeah. He is excited for Jesus Christ, for the Word of God, for the work of the gospel in our church. Brother Justin, he, you've been in our studio a number number of times, Justin, as a, as a little, quiet little mouse over there, <laughs> but now you're with us in our studio conversation. So we want to welcome you tonight to our program, Justin. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up. Hello, everybody. I'm Justin. As you said, I have been here silent on the pod, or the radio, um, and I am from New York City my entire life. I've always uh, lived here uh, 10 years in Harlem, roughly, and then 13 years in Hell's Kitchen area. Uh, always been a city dweller, and I'm glad to be here, and hopefully I'll encourage somebody. But uh, he is 100% right. I am full on for Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, it is exciting to see someone born and raised here in Manhattan on fire for Jesus Christ in Manhattan, uh, Justin. So we're, we're just excited about that. And how, just how challenging was it for you or has it been for you living and being raised in Manhattan? What kind of pressures were put upon you as a boy and as a young man? There's a lot of worldliness here. So to be very brief, very, you know, I don't want to throw too much in there. There's so much to talk about, but, um, my, I would say that immediately there's a clash of culture, a clash of religion, nationalities, ethnicities, a uh, very fast-paced, competitive environment, um, and that's just talking about the, the, the diversity of the city. That's mm. not talking about, as you said, the worldliness, uh, the fast-paced movement, um, you know, so much focus on work, money, uh, career. And yeah. um, I would say that that, uh, that has been uh, very uh adaptive lifestyle you can't you can't slow down you always have to keep up and if you don't keep up then uh you're 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 not uh in a good spot at least socially or individually even Mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure yeah yeah well praise the lord you've been able to overcome these things to put your eyes on jesus christ and we all have lives to live and bills to pay and jobs to accomplish but still we can still seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and you are a good example of that justin and i I would just uh let our listeners know too dow just said he just wants to share jesus every time he talks to people you know um and justin is exactly the same way he's an evangelist he just has the heart of an evangelist he is regularly witnessing to people so we're just so excited to have you on justin thank you so much yeah yeah well okay so tonight dear friends we are going to be in romans chapter five there's be a little bit of a review and repeat maybe from some of the points from last week. But last week we focused in on the dual invasion of sin and death into the world. Our focus last week was really up into verse 12. This evening we're going to focus in on this phrase, much more in Christ. And we see this phrase in verse 15, that much more 
the grace of God. And in verse 17, where it says, "What By one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. And then down in verse 20, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. So we see that phrase, much more Mm -hmm. in this passage. So really, we're going to focus in on that and how we have so much more in Jesus Christ. Mm. So with that introduction, let's read the scripture from verse 12 down to verse 17 tonight. And uh, Micah, if you could start us off, please. Sure. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin, sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law... Sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned at the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if though the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many, and not as if it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men, to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And let's pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for this passage, Lord. So hopeful, those words of grace, that it did abound much more, Lord. So we just pray, God, that as we study your scripture tonight, as we have this discussion, Lord, that it would be pleasing to you, Lord. So bless us, bless our listeners, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we have so much more in Jesus Christ. In this passage of scripture, Paul is comparing Adam with Jesus Christ. And there is some very important similarity between them because there have been no other two men brought into this world in absolutely unique ways. Mm -hmm. No one else was formed from the dust of the ground as Adam was. Mm -hmm. And no one was born of a virgin birth other than Jesus Christ. And both of them are kingly representatives. Adam is called the first Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam. Adam is called the first man, and he was. Jesus is called the second man. And all men, all men, whether we like it or not, are related to both Adam and Jesus Christ, Uh right? Mm -hmm. We're all related to Adam because we were all in his loins. We were all born as a son of Adam, if you will. Mm -hmm. And all of us are related to Jesus Christ because he's the creator of everyone. Mm -hmm. He created Adam. 
He created you, me, the whole world. All things were created by him. And not only that, he's the savior of all men. So both are kingly representatives. Adam is the king, if you will, of the human race. Jesus is the king of the heavenly race, of the ones who will be with him for all eternity, the creator of all, our everlasting father. And so how much more do we have in Jesus Christ? So Paul's comparing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. He compares Adam to to Jesus, but there's really no comparison. (laughs) But he compares them because of these similarities that we have just spoken about. So we're going to look at three different ways of how we have much more in Christ, much more in his action versus the action of Adam, much more in the result, the consequence of their actions that we have in Christ, and much more do we reign in life and by grace through the gift of God through Jesus Christ. So much more we have in Christ and how different are their actions. So let's talk about how much greater the work of Jesus Christ is versus the work of Adam. So, Adele, what is Adam's one great action called, if you will, by Paul in these verses from like 15 down through 19? How does Paul refer to Adam's one action that has affected all men? Not good. <laughs> uh, he, he, calls, <laughs> he calls it an offense. He calls it a sin and disobedience. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, Pastor, many times in life, the action of the one, one action of a person can impact the, the lives of many others. Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, for the good and sometimes for the bad. You know, you take, for example, Abraham, Moses, and Joshua, one, individuals that God used to do mighty things. And then even if you go out, out of the scriptures, just take an example of, of recent years, Rosa Parks. She made a decision. One person made one decision, and it impacted many, many people. Mm-hmm. Well, you see here on the bad side, Adam made a bad decision, and it has impacted us for, for, you know, for all, all through humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody is suffering from what, what Adam did. Amen. And, yeah, and, exactly and, right. and so I, I think about it. There's, right now there are people in prison. Because they made one bad decision, they have to spend the rest of their life in prison. Mm-hmm. So it's really critical of what we do mm-hmm. as, a far, as, as far as being a, a, a line up with God. Mm-hmm. And, what he yeah. and, and, and you know what? Adam did exactly what God said, don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And I often hear that expression, don't go there. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't go there in my life. In other words, if you try to talk to somebody and you try to talk to them about an issue, don't go there. Yeah. Well, God told Adam, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Don't eat of that tree. And Adam went exactly where God said, don't go. Mm-hmm. And God didn't say, no, I told you not to do that. I'll, let's just uh, forget that. I'll give you another <laughs> chance. Nope, there was no other chance. No. In that sin entered the human race by that one act of rebellion. Yeah, we hammered the point last week that Adam was a literal man who ate a literal fruit from a literal tree. And he, as you said, Pastor, he was also the de facto leader of all mankind and all creation, in fact, which is why his sin, his disobedience came with consequences for each one of us Mm. and even for creation. And we know that God was justified in his punishment, not only because Adam was given dominion, to rule over creation, but 
because I believe each one of us would have done the very same thing if we were in Adam's place. You know, Adam had everything one could ever want, and yet he rebelled. So I'm sure that I would have rebelled too. And so I realized that Adam's sin may have well have been may as well have been my sin, actually. Absolutely. We sinned in Adam, according to this passage of Scripture, which is very important. And this, again, tells us, and it's inescapable, God does not take sin lightly. Man would say, oh, that was just a little sin. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a little sin because Mm -hmm. it was committed against a great God who clearly told him what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And it shows us God hates sin because sin is a terrible tyrant. And from that day till now, sin has had a rule and a dominion over man. Mm -hmm. And praise God, though, through Jesus Christ, that dominion can be broken. So that was Adam's one great action, Mm -hmm. an act of sin, an offense, a trespass, a disobedience. So what was Jesus's one great action, Micah? And what does how does Paul put the work of Jesus in, in his terms? Yeah, well, Jesus' great action was the exact opposite of Adam's. You know, where Adam sinned and offended and disobeyed um, and put all of mankind under the bondage of the curse, Jesus lived perfectly and fully obeyed his Father in going to the cross. And he freed us all. So Jesus' death gave us an abundant life. And Paul calls this work of Jesus Christ the free gift. He calls it that in verse uh, 15. And an abundant of an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. He says that in verse 17. So um, I liked Dow's point earlier how, mm. you know, one action could lead to great consequences. He mentioned somebody going to prison for life. You know, I saw a film this past week, which, you know, to some extent, I felt like it illustrated, you know, this contrast between the action of Adam and the action of Jesus. Uh, the movie is called Sound of Freedom, and it tells the story of Homeland Security agent uh, named Tim Ballard, who left his government career to go and rescue trafficked children. You know, and as you watch, you see how just one evil man, or sometimes a group of men, can capture and enslave mm-hmm. innocent children, putting them in complete and total bondage. And yet, you also see how the efforts of one righteous man can lead to the rescue of these children, setting them free. And so, this was. You know, not a complete picture, of course, but it was just an illustration, a picture of Jesus, because in the spiritual and eternal sense, that is what he did for us. His great action of death and resurrection, it rescued us and it set us free. Amen. And the work of Jesus Christ does rescue us from sin and death and Satan and hell, dear friends. And if you need that rescue tonight in your life, we have some wonderful call screeners who could share the gospel with you. Dear friends, my wife is here tonight, as well as another wonderful sister from our church, Lilia. So call us right now at 929-333-3739. If you need prayer, maybe you need some counsel regarding your salvation. Maybe you have doubts of assurance of salvation, or maybe you're just caught up in religion. You know, one thing I'm certain about, reading my Bible is that religion doesn't save. Because a lot of people are just purely idolatrous in religion. And religion can be downright evil Mm -hmm. at times. But Jesus Christ saves, dear friends. Do you know Jesus? Do you know you're on your way to heaven? Are you absolutely sure that you have eternal life? Call us right now at 929-333-3739. And Justin, you are here with us tonight 
because I do believe from your testimony that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you believed in his great work that he did for you of dying on the cross and rising again. So could you share with us a little bit of of how you came to believe in Christ? Yes, so <clears throat> to, to give the brief testimony on, on my... Um, my salvation road was um thankfully when i was 11, about 11 years old um a person who was very evangelistic um came to me one night and uh he met my dad a long time ago when i was living in harlem and he uh my dad finally said to him he's like oh hey you're christian he went to my dad uh but he ended up saying oh well, i'm already saved you know so oh, why don't you witness to my sons his name is eric um he's a he's a great brother and he gave me the gospel, and I didn't quite understand it, but I knew he spoke about sin and mm-hmm. and death, mm-hmm. and and I was in Catholic school at the time, and so I knew that I knew I didn't quite understand it all, but um, he told me about hell, and he showed me images of hell, and um, I knew that I was not justified by mm-hmm. what I I was 11 years old, and I knew that that. I was crying out to God. It, mm, it took me mm. about 20 minutes and like, what, what is this? What is this? What is this? I don't understand this. And I know I cried out to God by myself in the bathroom mm. and I was crying and crying and crying mm. and I was really saved from something. Um, but I didn't quite understand what it actually, it truly happened. Mm-hmm. But that was the beginning of, of, of my, uh, my walk. And, um, I would say that even though I didn't consistently go to church after, um, my dad had raised me with biblical foundations mm-hmm. um, and Proverbs uh, 22, 6, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, if you raise your child in the Lord, um, they will not depart from it. And so um, when I called, when I uh, put my faith in the gospel that Christ died for my sins, um, I might have not walked uh, so much in the um, the doctrine or the Bible, but my dad had raised me in a way where I valued people and, and, and emotions. And, and, and um, I know you have to be careful with all those things, but I really valued humans and I valued people, but I knew that there was always something wrong. And um, I had to eventually come to the realization now, I'm 24 now, so it's about 13 years, mm-hmm. um, that I uh, realized that even when I was a kid, even though I didn't fully understand it, I knew I was guilty. Mm-hmm. I knew that the sin uh, nature that was passed on from Adam uh, was was passed on to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I know this isn't a full answer, but I think that this shows um, how basically there is no excuse for anybody. Um, and um, I didn't really think about this, but in Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse um, 22, it says, um, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and also take uh, the tree of life and eat and uh, live forever. But the beginning part is, is he, he know, we know good and evil. Yeah. We, ha- we have. So as a kid, I knew mm-hmm. even though I hadn't done, quote unquote, any big sins, I had done a sin mm-hmm. at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. I've sinned many times. I'm sh- I can't remember all of it, but yeah. um, I might have not walked the way I should have. But I knew in that moment, I'm like. I'm convinced, I'm convicted, I'm a sinner on my way to hell, and um, I have to be saved from it, and I can't save myself. And yeah. when he witnessed to me, he made it clear, there's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. There's no other way to salvation. Amen. He paid for the sin debt, and the only way is through his, as it says in Romans 5.9, uh, but God commanded his love, to, or um, Romans 5.9, much more than being just justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath Amen. through him, his grace. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Justin. That's a wonderful testimony of how we thank God for your strong faith in the Lord. 
So just to wrap up this first point, we're comparing how much more the work of Christ is versus Adam. There's really no comparison, but there is a comparison. And last week, Tim Stalkup read this, mm-hmm. and I want to review it because I thought it was really good and I asked him for it. Mm-hmm. But this is what Tim shared last week, and I, I just want to review it because I thought it was really well worded. Okay. Comparing Adam to Christ. Mm-hmm. Adam's action brought sin into the world. Christ's action taketh away sin from the world. Adam's action brought a curse and brought suffering and death. Christ's action made him a curse. He suffered and died in our place. Adam's action brought thorns and thistles to the human race. Christ's action included him wearing thorns and thistles. Adam's action at a tree brought condemnation upon all. Christ's action on a tree provides justification available for all. Adam rebelliously died and caused me to inherit sin and eternal death. Christ graciously died and he allowed me to receive righteousness and eternal life. Adam's action caused a sacrificial lamb to die. Christ's action made himself our sacrificial lamb. Adam's action got mankind removed out of God's garden. Christ's action grants me access to God's eternal garden. Amen. And that is so beautiful. And I want to thank Brother Tim for providing that for us. Dear friends, if you need Jesus, you call us right now. Or if you just need prayer in some matter of your life, call us at 929-333-3739. And so, Micah... We are going to have a great week coming up yep. at Heritage Baptist Church. We're going to have our vacation Bible time. Yeah. So tell us Very a little exciting. bit. About, you're, you're going to dress up into some kind of costume. Yeah. Are you able to reveal that? I am. I'm going to be a medieval knight. Okay. And it's going to be that during the skit. Hopefully none of the kids are listening right now. But uh, we have a great time. You know, when you list off all the things that we're able to pack into like two, two and a half hours, we do games, we do crafts, we do snacks, we do Bible verses, we do a Bible story, we have a skit. It's just a great time. The kids love it. And so we would just say, you know, if yeah. any of our listeners are in the New York City area in Manhattan, you know, and they have kids, grandkids, that they want to come to Vacation Bible Time, give us a call right now at 929-333-3739, and we can give you all the details. Yeah, and the simple detail is it's at 75 Morton Street, a a beautiful school right in Greenwich Village, Manhattan, 75 Morton Street, beginning at 630. Uh And so we'd love to have young people come on out. And if you have any questions, as Micah said, you call us right now at 929-333-3739. And we're going to play one of the promotional songs Mm -hmm. of this Vacation Bible Time. And the theme of the week is? Uh, Keepers of the Kingdom. Keepers of the Kingdom. kingdom. That's right. So, So here it is. Keepers of the Kingdom.
Keepers of the Kingdom at Heritage Baptist Church starting Monday going through Friday at 6.30 p.m. Young people ages kindergarten to sixth grade are invited. Come on out and the kids will have a great time as we have games and snacks and crafts and be in prayer for the Lord's blood. Why don't we do a prayer for yeah. that right now? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I, I know. We we ask our listeners to pray for us, but let me pray for the yeah, Lord's blood. pray blessing. for that Vacation Bible Time. Yes, Lord Jesus, please use our Vacation Bible Time in our great city this coming week. We pray that we'll see children come from the Fulton Housings, and we pray that children will come from our church, and maybe even others listening will be able to come and, and join in to Keepers of the Kingdom and that... We would even see children enter into your kingdom by faith in Jesus Christ. And we pray in your name. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're going to continue on in our study here in Romans chapter 5. And we're talking how much more we have in Jesus Christ. How much more was his work in, in the action he did. But now let's look at the consequences of their works. The consequence of Adam versus Christ's work. So, Justin, what was the result or consequence of Adam's sin upon the human race? What did his work bring? So, yes, in Romans 5.12, uh, you know, Adam, because he sinned, it entered by him through the world or into the world. And uh, death, as in Hebrews 9.27, we're, we're all destined to die one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that is because of Adam's, and not to just throw the blame on him, <laughs> but because of that decision, we all have to stand before God uh, everyone, mm-hmm. uh, but that is a result. We're yeah. going to die. Yeah. yeah. As it says in this verse, it says, death passed upon all men, right? Mm-hmm. For even all have sinned. We were literally in Adam, in his loins. You and I, we were there. And so we sinned in Adam as God sees us. So, Justin, just to follow up on that, do you think that God was unfair in any way toward Adam that made him sin? Or do you think that God was not good to Adam? Or was God good to Adam and Adam sinned anyway? How do, how do we look at that? So I believe that um, that God was 100% fair and just and righteous um, because uh, I believe, as I quoted in, the, in, that, in, in uh, Genesis 3, 20, verse 22, um, it, he was must have been innocent in some there's some of a mystery i don't mm-hmm. fully understand it but mm-hmm. he when he ate from the tree of of, uh, of good and evil he knew something he shouldn't have known he, mm-hmm. he covered himself up but he didn't do that after he didn't do that before mm-hmm. yeah so this was not a small sin this was a a really bad sin yeah. um any sin is bad but this is what started it all mm-hmm. and uh that was it i mean look where we're at right now yeah yeah yeah, you know, Justin's right. It's uh, Adam, you know, he had the absolute perfect situation, and yet still he fell. And, you know, as I was thinking about it this week and thinking, you know, how could Adam have blown it so bad? I remembered that there's actually going to be another time in the future where man will once again live in paradise, and yet some will rebel. The Bible, it describes a 1,000-year millennial kingdom where 
the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God and the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, according to Habakkuk 2.14. And the lion shall eat straw like an ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of an asp, according to Isaiah chapter 11. So in other words, it'll be perfect, it'll be peaceful, and there will be no atheists. All will have the knowledge of the Lord. And yet, the Bible tells us that some will still sin and rebel against God, just like Adam did. So it didn't matter that God had given him this perfect paradise. Humans often fall. Yeah, and actually God was not unfair at all to Adam. No. He poured out so much blessing on him. Yeah. He gave him authority. He gave him dominion. He put him in he didn't he had a sinless nature. Yeah. He was in a beautiful garden. He walked with God. He had free access to walk with God and for mm-hmm. God to speak to him and and to hear somehow he, I believe yeah. he heard God's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it says he walked with God in the cool of the day mm-hmm. and God even spoke to him, Adam, Adam, where yeah. are, where are you? Yeah. You know, so he walked, I mean, Adam had such wonderful blessings. He had a wonderful wife. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a beautiful wife to be one flesh with. Mm-hmm. And yet he still sinned. Now somebody might say, well, why did God put that tree there? God didn't have to put that tree there, you know. But, you know, man is always going to have a test. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't want... God didn't make us robots. Right. And we do have a choice. And we need to choose to love and obey God. Mm-hmm. And man always has that test mm-hmm. of will I love? Mm-hmm. Will I obey? Mm-hmm. And will I believe God? Mm-hmm. And so Adam's test was not to eat of that tree. You know what our test is? What? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that yeah. he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's in the in the true actual past history. Mm-hmm. Dear friends, this is our test. We must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and he rose again. And if you don't do that, you will pay the price of your unbelief, dear friend. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're on the radio, to tell you to believe in Christ mm-hmm. and be saved. So, Dow, that was the consequence of Adam's sin. What about the amazing consequence or result of Jesus' work? What is the result that his work has had on the human race? His work is absolutely, truly amazing. Uh, I think about Ephesians 2, 1 and 2, where it says, "And, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience Mm. we were dead in our trespasses and sin and yet jesus came and paid the price for us Mm -hmm. we were dead we couldn't do anything and he came and brought us life he brought us eternal life you know something i think about the term you know i'm not the greatest golfer i'm not an expert in golf Mm. but (laughs) but the term mulligan Oh, yeah. You know, uh, do over, you yeah. know. And, and I, some people look at maybe, okay, Adam messed up and Jesus gave, gives us a mulligan. But let me tell you something. There's a lot more than a mulligan. Because if you trust in Jesus Christ, you're going to get a hole in one every time, mm-hmm. you know. Amen. And, and so, so Boy, yeah, hey, praise God. Yeah, so Jesus Christ is the, is the way. He's the, he, the truth in the earth. Yeah, and I love how Paul puts it in these verses. Like up in verse 15, he talks about the free gift. The work of Jesus Christ is a free gift for us, dear friends. And then it says his gift is the gift of grace. What Jesus Christ did is the gift of grace mm-hmm. to, to us, dear friends. And, and then down in verse 17, he talks about the abundance of grace 
It's the gift of righteousness that when we believe in Christ, God declares us and looks upon us and gives us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. What a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was just thinking there is a great passage in the book of Ecclesiastes, the very last chapter, where Solomon describes that death that all of us are going towards. He talks about how the grinders no longer work. You know, the teeth are falling out. He talks about the windows of the eyes have gone dark. The music is, you know, you can't hear it anymore because your hearing is gone. And how incredible that even though our physical bodies are constantly moving toward death, um, we know because of what Jesus did on the cross that our spiritual bodies and our souls are actually headed toward eternal glory. Yeah, and so we we talked, too, about... Yeah, thank you, Micah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, We talked about how Adam sinned in spite of having such amazing circumstances, you know? What kind of circumstances did Jesus live in and under Tao? What were some of those sins committed against Christ? And how amazing is it that he was not moved away from living that perfect, righteous life and then to die for our sins, even though so much sin was committed against him. I mean, they did, and they said horrible things. Uh, mm-hmm. They said he was demon-possessed. They spit in his face. Mm. Uh, they, I mean, it was, just, it was just horrible, the things that they said about him. And um, he is the savior of all men, and he came, and still, even with all that, he still died for them, and, and and look what he says in Luke twenty three, thirty four. He says, "Father, forgive them, for they mm-hmm. know not what they do." So how incredible is this Savior of ours? In spite of all of the ugliness and the meanness that the humanity poured out on him, he still stuck to his mission and did what God asked him to do. Amen. And he is, dear friends, the second man, the Lord from heaven. And that's why we could say, as Paul, thanks be unto God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, because he won the victory for us. Justin, did you want to add to that? So I wanted to add on to the end of that. Um, and this is, and I'll just quote it, and, and maybe you can make the comment, but this, when I read this, this like um, really hit me in my heart, in my spirit, in my conscience, in uh, John chapter 11, in verse 47 and 48, it's, they, the, it says, Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. And in verse 48 it says, If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. So just briefly, to me that's, I couldn't, I had read John so many times, and when I read that, I, it to me it seems like they stopped such a great thing and we know that that was this was you know god gave his son but they knew it Mm -hmm. seemed like they knew Mm -hmm. or either they were being led by the devil whatever Mm -hmm. excuse they had yeah when i read that it it hit me really hard like i never hit before Mm -hmm. i couldn't believe that yeah yeah jesus endured so much yeah i was thinking similar to justin you know i think we even talked about this sunday morning uh pastor carmine was preaching and he mentioned how you know, when when Jesus would heal a man on the Sabbath, it would like they'd be angry when the woman yeah. with the issue of blood was healed, you know, and, and that was, you know, Jesus didn't even do anything. She's the one who reached out and touched. And they were angry that she came on the wrong day on the Sabbath. And then I think the most extreme example, as Justin just mentioned, is in John chapter 11, after he raises Lazarus from the dead. And then even in verse 53, it says, then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. So here they've witnessed 
this man raising Lazarus after being dead four days, they ra- he, Jesus raised him from the dead. And their response was that they wanted to kill him and they wanted to kill Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I was studying this passage, this is the thing that really just most like really convicted me and caused me to want to love and live for Jesus Christ. That Adam, no, there were no sins against him. God was so good to him, mm-hmm. and yet he sinned. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus Christ had so many sins against him. Mm-hmm. And there was so much that could have made him lash out mm-hmm. at man yeah. in a wrong way. But he did not. He would not. And there were that, and he never committed a sin, even though they instigated him continually to sin and that's amazing and that's why we need jesus dear friends because people will instigate us and people can get us upset and people can get us angry and we often say you're making me mad and sometimes people do make us mad but we shouldn't let people have that control over us jesus didn't Mm -hmm. so you know praise god for jesus Mm. and who he is so mike as we also compare these works the work of adam the consequence of the the adam's work versus jesus work and when we think about the garden, and I even kind of made a reference to that earlier, we yeah. think about and compare the work of Christ mm-hmm. versus the work of Adam. And we think of, you know, and, and, and it's amazing how God tells these stories and he, and he put Adam in a garden and then yeah. Jesus went into a garden. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about how different these gardens were yeah. that both Adam and Christ went through. Yeah, well, I don't believe in coincidences. And, you know, both the first Adam and the last Adam were given a command about a tree in a garden. You know, the first Adam, while living in paradise, the perfect garden of Eden with his bride, he was commanded by God, his father, not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the last Adam, Jesus Christ, in that place of anguish, loneliness, and betrayal, the garden of Gethsemane, he was commanded by God, his father, to sacrifice himself on the tree, on the cross, for his bride, the coming church. Mm. Where the first Adam disobeyed, the second Adam, through desperate prayer and sweats of drops of blood, he obeyed. Um, Peter mm. puts it like this in 1 Peter one twenty four. He says, Jesus, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Amen. So, dear friends, what a Savior we have in Jesus Christ. And we're going to go to a song right now, and we also invite our listeners to call in during this time. Has anybody gotten our trivia question? No, I saw a couple calls right at the beginning, and maybe they did get it? Oh, they did get it. Oh, they did. Okay, so they they got it. And and Brother Dow, (laughs) we do have a book that Brother Dow has written. We gave the website. And again, if you want to get that book that, that Brother Dow... Uh, has written, it is, um, I'll get it here, it's book B, no, I'm sorry, book D, K, B, and that's book for Dow Kevin Buford, is that okay, I gave your name, Mm -hmm. so just to let you know, that's his initials, D, K, B, it's book D, as in Dow, K, Kevin, B, Buford, dot com, and you can get Brother Kevin's uh, Brother Dow's book there, but we want to go to a song right now, dear friends, give us a call at 929 3339 if we could pray for, with you and just 
turn you and point you to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And we want to invite you to Heritage Baptist Church. If you're looking for a Bible-believing church in the city, we meet on Sunday at 490 Hudson Street, 10 a.m. Bible study hour, 11 a.m. morning service. Come on out, visit with us. Check out our website at hbcnyc.org. We're talking about so much more in Christ, such different actions between Adam and Christ, such different results, and now such different rules or reigns. We reign in life, it says, by one, Jesus Christ. But Justin, to contrast that, what kind of reign or rule occurred because of Adam's offense? What was the rule or dominion that Adam's offense brought to the human, to the human race? So yes, yeah, so it, <clears throat> death in Romans seven five seventeen it talks about uh, the dominion of death upon the human race. Mm, so death, death reigned. It, it, it reigned, and yeah. um, all kinds of sin and natural, uh, perhaps nature towards sin became almost instinctual. And unfortunately, we um, we just we ended up doing all these kinds of sins. It, it, it wasn't just one tree. Uh, that we had to eat, or one tree we had to worry about eating from. It's many trees. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, many trees of sin. Yeah, and death. <laughs> yeah, I like has, how you put that. Death reigned because of sin, and what a contrast too, because God made man to have dominion over the created world, but sin completely crushed that, and now sin is what rules and reigns over the created world and death. And now, in contrast to how Adam's offense led to sin and death reigning, how do Christians, and this is such an amazing phrase to me in the Scripture, how do Christians reign in life when we believe in Jesus Christ? Because that's what it says, that we shall reign in life by one. That is reign, rule, have dominion in life through Jesus. How does that happen? I just look at the verse that says, where sin abounds, grace does much more. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so the horrible things of sin, when we look at Christ, we see what a wonderful Savior he, he really is. If it wasn't for the ugly part, we couldn't see the beauty of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and man did mess up in sin, but thank God there's a Savior that came and gave us a, a, another opportunity, a great opportunity. And, and I just want to say, Pastor, mm-hmm. all throughout the Scriptures, you see where God gives us opportunities and, and he makes comparisons. For example, in, in Romans 5, we, we're comparing Adam to Jesus. But if you look in Deuteronomy, you have death and evil compared to life and good. In 1 Corinthians, you have earthly wisdom compared to heavenly wisdom. In Revelations, mm. you have the second resurrection compared to the first resurrection. Yeah. The five foolish virgins, uh, virgins compared to the five wise virgins. Mm-hmm. And you can go on and on and on in Scripture with those comparisons. When God gives us the comparison, he tells us which way is the right way to go and, 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 and makes a clear a uh, 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 demarcation between the right way and the wrong way. Yeah. And it's all Praise throughout God. the Scripture, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen. Beautiful, brother. And, you know, when it says reign in life, and Paul's going to get more into that, reign, how, why and how we have r- rule and dominion now in this life. And he talks about the power of the Holy Spirit because God sent his Spirit into our hearts. And, and, then, and because we have his Holy Spirit and because of what Christ done, has done, I love what he says in Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing in this life can separate us from Christ's love. And that's why we can reign in life, because we have the love of Christ. And even though men would kill us or put famine or persecution upon us, Paul could even say in the middle of all that, no, and even all all these things, we're more than conquerors because we have the love of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I love how uh, Justin keeps mentioning that passage in Genesis 3 where it says that their eyes were opened so they can see good and evil. But in another way, you know, when when sin reigned in the earth, it was it was as if there was a blindness. But now the blindness has lifted. And Paul puts it a different way in Ephesians chapter one, verses 17 and 18. He says that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give uh, unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the Mm. knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So I just love that, you know, Adam's eyes were open to the evil of the world, but through Jesus Christ, our eyes can be open to have spiritual understanding of the glory of God. Yeah, and when your eyes are open to his glory, you, we don't put our eyes on all the things that look good on the outside. Like mm-hmm. they, they saw the tree that was good for food. They put <laughs> yeah. their eye on that yeah. not and rather than the Lord mm-hmm. and looking unto Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what a great passage this is. And, Micah, recently we had a wonderful revival meeting. Mm -hmm. We had him here in studio with us, Evangelist John Van Gelderen, and he preached on this verse of Scripture. And he emphasized as well that as believers now, God doesn't see us as dirty, rotten sinners. Mm -hmm. And he talked about our new identity, that we are new creations in Christ. We are saints in Jesus Christ. So how is this important that we see ourselves, in a sense, as God sees us, mm-hmm. not as we were, but as we are in Christ. Yeah. Well, anyone who's ever experienced serious guilt and shame, and that's all of us, really, mm-hmm. they know what it's like when you're in the middle of it. You know, guilt can be all-consuming. You may enter into a room of people thinking, they all know, they're thinking about what I did, and the guilt can overwhelm and actually become part of our identity. But Paul is saying that the Christian need not live with the identity of a dirty, rotten sinner, as you said, Pastor. So in Romans 8, 1, it's a verse I quote quite often. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So Paul is emphasizing here that Christians can now identify as saints, the redeemed of God. You know, Mm. God has completely overhauled our identities. He calls us saints over 60 times in the New Testament, and we can now live as sons, priests, victors, conquerors, praise God. Yeah, and I like how Beck Geldron said, too, he said that it's not difficult for a pig to act like a pig. You know, a pig (laughs) is a pig. But now we're new creations in Christ, have the Holy Spirit in us. If we're walking in the Spirit, it's not difficult to live in the Spirit. Dow, did you want to add to that? No, no, but you're absolutely right about that, but I know I have nothing to add to Uh, that. Yeah, (laughs) Justin? So I just want to quickly quote um, in John chapter 8, verse uh, 32. Uh, quoting, uh, jumping off what Micah said, uh, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then in John 10, 10, um, it says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And uh, Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So I believe Amen. that we need to, like, yeah, we can't be, def- once you're in Christ, don't be a defeated Christian. Uh, we should, like you like uh, Pastor Rector said, uh, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. So I think that's important that we walk like that. Praise the Lord. Well, Dow, it's great to have you with us here tonight, brother. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, thank you for joining us once again on the Heritage of Faith Conversations. Thank you, Justin, for and joining did, us. And we did have the answer for that trivia question. Oh, yeah. So two people actually got it because I guess two different people And the answer was? Answered. So the answer, Dow, is? Is Zedekiah, the last king of um, Judah. Of Judah. Yeah. Yeah. And Zedekiah the last thing he saw was but, his sons being killed. Mm. And then his eyes were put out to have that seared in his memory. That's not a good way to live out your life, dear friends. That's the consequence of sin and death. Dear friends, trust in Jesus. Man is ruled by sin. but And it's as if somebody has held you captive in a dark dungeon of solid granite. Maybe you feel held fast by iron bolts and a heavy lock. Maybe you feel like you're a captive weeping with tangled hair. Sin is ruling and you can't get free. But put your eyes on Jesus Christ and the granite walls will fall like Jericho's walls of old. See Jesus and your hopelessness will turn to hope and your death will turn to life and Jesus will give you power to reign in life. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. 
All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.